What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, we discuss faith, spirituality, in the realms of paranormal. Today is no different. I have a fantastic episode for you. It is Sunday, and we always like to do a little bit of a dive into the Bible on Sundays. This is episode number 353, Jesus' Secret Mission, Forbidden Knowledge of the Bible. Now, we're going to be getting into some pretty deep territory today. Just want to put it out there for everyone. This is not a religious message today whatsoever. Um, my channel is all about open-mindedness, love, light, and ultimately the ascension for every single human being in this material realm. We dig into things like Gnosticism, secret teachings, like I said, paranormal, and ultimately the greater world of supernatural. So, um, in fact, I very specifically and famously explore the supernatural mythos. Uh, you can always unlock more as a member at any time. If you'd like to learn more about our Mythos community, it's our private community and membership that will allow you access to our community, which is off of social media. It's a great safe space to explore more concepts together, experiences, questions, comments, all kinds of different things. We also have a live meetups um, as well as bonus videos and an entire resource section I'm building into that now uh, there are several tiers of that membership. You can find them all over at cubkuker.com. It's a great way to support my content and go deeper with me. What is up, Courtney? How are you doing? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Thank you for being here. Uh, as we welcome more people on Facebook, YouTube, and X, uh, we've got people over here on Insta. Thank you guys, Urban Floral, Jacqueline, need a favor. Thank you, D&D. &D. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining. Lizzie, maybe Dizzy, thank you so much for the follow. Appreciate you. Courtney says, hiya guys. Yay for deep territory. Um, this is actually some very deep territory today. And again, I wanted to preface it with, uh, I'm not here to debate a religious context or some theological dot, dot, dot about this because um, nine times out of 10, I am not in alignment with what uh, a pastoral doctrinal tradition would state. Um, I've come out of that tradition. I worked within the church for almost seven years. Um, I've studied deeply, deeply, deeply under multiple people, including Dr. Michael Heiser, one of my favorite biblical scholars. I'm also studied under uh, Zachariah Sitchin's works as well. So uh, I have a lot of experience. Uh, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or tell you I'm some sort of scholar. That's not the point here. I'm just saying I've heard it before. I've heard the, you just need Jesus. I've heard the, uh, no, all the connections in the Bible. I've heard the, this is the high holy word of God. I've heard it all. Um, and I've probably believed it all at some point. So I'm definitely, Lizzie says your channel sounds interesting. Thank you so much, my friend. So I definitely am kind of on this side of deconstruction. However, I absolutely love the message of Jesus. And I think that we've completely mis- communicated it, we've misunderstood it, even mistranslated it, even misappropriated it to the point where it's just been twisted into something that it's not. Um, and that's just my opinion. Again, that's why I say I'm not going to err into any religious uh, doctrinal discussion today. This is purely my esoteric, my spiritual understanding. I believe all scriptures should be written, uh, written um, and read 
Um, I tried to combine two words there. It's early. It's Sunday morning. Um, and I'm still drinking coffee. So, um, I believe scripture, all scripture, whether it be the Sumerian, Babylonian, Akkadian, and larger Mesopotamian mythological tablets, um, or Norse mythology, or Egyptian mythology, or biblical mythology, whatever it is, I believe it should all be uh, read through the lens of kind of a deconstructed attitude. Um, through the idea that I'm not looking for anything that was historical. I'm not looking for anything that this is this and that is that, and this happened and then that happened. I'm looking for a narrative. I'm looking for a story. I'm looking for something about me. I'm looking for esoteric data. Um, one could even dive deeper into that, um, into more of the occult world, which I don't really get into a whole lot, uh, with all the rituals and stuff, though I am starting a study uh, with some of Manly P. Hall's works very soon, uh, which will get us a little bit deeper into that than we have historically on this channel gone into. But uh, for now, I do a lot of Gnosticism here. What's up, Paul Elite? So I've got the Gnostic Bible. If you guys want to copy that, you can hit up my Facebook page or YouTube channel, scan this QR code. Uh, this has a ton, a ton, a ton of data in it, including the Gospel of Thomas, which I'm going to be reading from today. And then clearly I'm going to read directly from the Bible today as well. So again, not here to be religious or push Jesus on anyone. That is the least thing uh, that I do here. Um, that is not my motivation. Uh, I've heard that my entire life. I personally don't care what you view Jesus as. That's a personal decision. View him as a prophet. View him as a story. View him as fiction. I don't care because I think the point is that Jesus is us. I think that's the whole point of that story. I think the son of man, he called himself the son of man over and over, which directly translated in Greek is literally the word humanity. It's it's the son of humanity is literally what it means. So why would he refer to himself as that over and over if he wasn't trying to give us some sort of hidden message in that? Um, and so I really, really... Um, he is false light. Thank you, Holden. I appreciate it. Uh, I've heard it before. Again, yeah, this is blasphemy. Yeah, I knew we'd get. I knew we'd get our first uh, our first critic this morning, but that's fine. Um, by the way, I don't care what you think of me either. So um, I don't care what you think of Jesus. I don't care what you think of me. Um, I care what you think about. I care that you ask better questions. I care that you seek deeper than the status quo and you don't accept what is fed to you whether it's from my channel or from a church or from uh, a book you know don't take it at face value dig deeper into your understanding of it how does it apply to your life what is the message for you that's what i teach that's what i believe um somebody says judgment day is coming the end is near uh, i personally don't believe that guys i've been hearing that ever since i was seven years old and it's literally ruined my life. Stop ruining people's lives and telling them that the doomsday is around the corner. Maybe let's start creating a better reality for ourselves. I'm sorry, but the only false light I see is the ones telling people it's going to end. It's going to end. It's going to end. Just like Chicken Little, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Nothing ever fell. Um, it's it's time to wake up, guys, and realize that we're responsible for everything we see around us, um, and we can actually fix it if we band together and become the Christ light body. I believe that's the whole point of it. Uh, there is so much data around the Bible. Um, Dan McClellan, um, one of my 
uh, other creator peeps on uh, TikTok. I'm not personally friends with him, but I really respect his work. Just shared a video about uh, the virgin birth is not a thing. It, you know, it literally is a mistranslation of a passage in Isaiah uh, that then was perpetuated for thousands of years. And today, now we celebrate Christmas and the virgin birth and all the stuff. Most likely Jesus was literally just the son of Joseph. Um, and why do we even argue about it? Like, why does that, why does that part of the narrative have to be there so that we have some Thor like, you know, that's why I have uh, Thorzis over here uh, as our artwork today. You know, why is Jesus depicted as this like literal DNA of the gods type thing? Uh, with the death, burial, and resurrection, rather than he's a guy, a kid that woke up, he studied his whole young life, he traveled around everywhere, and he deeply challenged the status quo of the political, the religious, and the economic of his day. And to me, that's the most powerful thing of all. To me, that's the absolute most powerful part of this story is the fact that he actually stood up to what he knew was being done wrong, stood up to create a better world, stood up to tell people that the light of God is in them and that you don't need to go sacrifice stuff. You don't need to follow all of these rules that the religious tradition had set up and you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do that. Um, and then famously, everybody always says, you know, well, he fulfilled the law. And I think he was being facetious when he said that, you know, I didn't come to, to end it. I came to fulfill it. So and, and when he said fulfill, I think he's talking about like to end the debate, like you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like the philosophy I'm giving you fulfills everything you're trying to achieve. And I think that's what he was trying to say personally. So uh, Lizzie says, we all have to live in this moment. Amen, my friend. Absolutely. Um uh, Let's see. IR says, don't forget to ignore people in that unification process. That does not make sense to me. I don't really understand what you're saying there. But if, if you're referring to me ignoring comments, I do my best to read all of the comments. But I also have my show that I have to do. So my apologies if I ignored a comment. But uh, Da Vinci Mode says, Cub, serious question. How long ago do you think uh, the corruption of the Bible happened? Uh, day one. Day one. Um, it's been going on since the beginning of time, I believe. And from the day Jesus walked the earth, people were twisting his message. People were trying to make him something he wasn't. Thank you for the super sticker, Danza. I really, really appreciate you, my friend. Uh, I need the support, need the love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you guys. Um, and so I think he was, you know, had the message already all twisted up from day one. Literally, the book of Acts, I talked about this the other day, the book of Acts is an, a public address to this belief system, the Gnostic belief system, uh, which was a sect of early, early Christians that believed the message of Jesus was not about him as Savior, but about his humanity uh, as light, humanity as light, that we are shedding light in the world rather than um, looking for a particular Savior. And so early Gnosticism, many, many different forms, of course, and many different belief systems around it. But um, the book of Acts is directly speaking out against that type of belief system, in my humble opinion. If you read through it, uh, they're basically trying to quash all these different little heresies. Um, and guys, I'm going to go ahead and restart um, my... I'll be right back on Instagram, by the way. I'm just going to restart this phone uh, either the phone is completely broken and the Wi-Fi doesn't work in it anymore because it keeps dropping in and out, 
or maybe I just need to reset my phone. So I'm going to go ahead and reset this. I'll be right back. Uh, we'll try to get back on Instagram, you know, welcome to my world. Um, trying to spread the, spread the love is not always an easy task. So especially, uh, when you're getting shade thrown around in the comments on in the morning, but, but we do what we do. So Kenny says, take us into the logos and beyond no haters, only creators. Dude, I love that. That's a t-shirt right there. Uh, Kenny says signal quality outstanding on Facebook and Insta. Awesome um yeah exactly it looks like somebody today is having blessings from dark places moment um taught us to keep uh paul lee says taught to keep us in fear and keep low vibrations uh i no longer believe in he double toothpick me either my friend i'm actually going to show you today uh again danza thank you again for the gift i'm going to show you guys today where i actually think that we're already in that place of he double toothpick and I think that there's actually a clue about uh, that from a quote from Jesus that I'm going to share here. And there's actually a, another quote from Jesus that goes with this one in the Bible that another creator quoted recently. And I'm trying to track that down because if this is true, it could really change everything. I'm not really going to get deep into that today, but it does have to do with the children of God being thrown into the outer darkness or the children of the kingdom. Um, and it's very, very interesting here. I think there's something to look at there. I think there's a hint for us, a clue for us. we got to remember scripture is esoteric. Scripture was never meant. I don't think uh, anybody um, in the early days of scripture, especially if you look at some of the more mystic traditions you know scripture is meant to be allegorical stories about the self about the soul not literal verbatim histories of what was going on unfortunately in the bible we have both and that's where people get confused we don't understand that the book of psalms is a huge epic poem the book of proverbs is an incredible philosophical book uh, the message of Jesus was all in parables, meaning secret hidden stories. They are story devices to teach the self about the soul. And people did not understand that. They would hear the stories and they go, oh, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Yes, it'll be coming and we can see it from the sky and it's going to grow up like a tree. And he's like, no, 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 it's it's all within. This is a philosophical understanding of what Basalia Theos or the kingdom of God in Greek actually is. So that's where uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wade in deep today. So I'm just kind of prepping y'all. I'm gonna restart this iPhone here. Really want to try to stream on Instagram too because we got a bunch of people over there that like watching on Insta. But my phone keeps saying poor connection. It's on the same Wi-Fi. It's a brand new iPhone. I don't know if the iPhone like receiver in it is going out or something weird. But I'm, I'm restarting it, hoping it fixes everything and then we can get the stream going here so you guys drop any questions you have i've got several bible verses today that i am going to share specifically because um they kind of prove my point today yes i cherry picked prove points um everybody does and it's the best way to teach because you know you i mean you can sit there and go back and forth all day or you can get directly into it and that's what i'm going to try to do today so uh the first verse that i want to talk about here um, is from the Gospel of Thomas, and it's Logion 24, and I'm going to read this. So um, this is for everybody, too. You may not like Gospel of Thomas, especially like uh, the modern church tradition has really labeled things like Gospel of Thomas, the Nag Hammadi scriptures as her heretical. 
uh, as they were being labeled, you know, back in uh, 60, 70 AD when they were uh, written and when, um, you know, they were probably making the rounds, uh, hence why they were buried in the desert, right? Um, so for me, this scripture is is really, really transcendent and really sets the tone for what we're talking about today. His disciples said to him, show us the place you are uh, from. I don't know why I didn't uh, copy that. Show us the place you are from, for it is essential for us to seek it. He responded, he who has ears to hear, uh, there is light within man of light, and he lights up all of the world. Uh, if he is not a light, there is darkness. So what does this actually mean? Um, there is light within a man of light and he lights up all of the world. If he does not alight, there is darkness. So this is literally Jesus saying men, women, children, everyone, humanity who has light will light up the darkness. That's the point. That's our job. Uh, they're looking for the light. Where did you come from? How do we get there? And he's saying, you're either there or you're not. You either are or you aren't. Do you have light? Do you bear that light? Do you shine that light? Or do you not? When you actually have that light in you, and I can attest to this experientially, when you meditate, when you cleanse your heart and your mind, and you go through the shadow work and the dark night of the soul, and you come out the other side, and you've fought those demons, and you've conquered those demons, and you've crucified that flesh, and all of these things, again, that are esoteric, nothing was literally done. You just go through it. I just got done with about a two-year bout of a dark night of the soul, deconstructing all of my belief systems, working through a lot of my past traumas, really trying to heal, forgive myself, forgive others, and, and love myself. It's not even a forgiveness process. It's a fall in love with yourself process and go to that light within you. And when you actually yoke or yoga with that, you begin to, you don't want to, you're not like, where is heaven? How do I get there? You're like, how do I bear heaven on earth? How do I bear the kingdom of God for others right now? And that's like a completely different, a completely different point of view. What's up, Ryan? How are you doing? Um, let's see, Dr. Okay, cool. Awesome. I will go uh, check him out. Thank you guys for the recommendations. I appreciate that. Um, and thank you guys on TikTok for stopping by. Drop some hearts, get those hearts up to 10,000 today. Still trying to get a meteor shower over here on TikTok. If you guys want to drop some gifts and you love what I'm doing, I appreciate it. So for me, this is definitely kind of the core verse for how we start today. Jacqueline says they, quote unquote, took very powerful words or logos and put different feeling and allegories to pull us away from the true freedom of our words. Exactly, exactly. Uh, reality is here. Amen, my friend. Larry says, and there inside of you as far as you can go and outside as far as you can go. Yes, as above, so below, as within, so without. Macro is micro, macro is uh, macro, is micro, micro is macro. Uh, the universe within, right? And that's the thing is that the infinity symbol is such a great, great symbol to understand what Jesus is actually talking about here. It's not a place you get to. It's a place you exist in, period. Um, and it's it becomes less of a place and more of a state of being. And that may sound woo, woo, woo and all over the place. But the point is, I mean, go even look at things like quantum physics. 
and understand that you start to look at the tiniest, tiniest of the quantum realms and it starts to look literally like our universe looks like. I mean, you can go look at like neurons, uh, pathways or neural pathways in the brain and then go look at uh, different web nebulas and they have the same exact patterns that three, six, nine, the Fibonacci sequence. Um, all of these things, that's the divine logos, by the way. The logos is not an actual word. The logos is a computation. That's what people have missed when it comes to the word of God. We've translated the word of God to be a Bible or a book or a set of scriptures or a certain belief system. When the word of God is a state of being, it is a logos. It is you and me. It is the realization, the gnosis, and the experience of divine timing, serendipity, messages to the self, um actually living in this weird transcendent place where you're like life is just a game this is insane like how how did i even wake up here how do i even exist was there even anything before me does anything even exist outside of my time and place if i don't observe it and then you get into the whole existential questions beyond that well what about the other people well what if the other people are just made up by you what if you are all the other people and the true you is actually a supermassive quantum intelligence called the son of God and you are literally experiencing yourself through billions and billions and billions of different galaxies and star systems and civilizations? What if you are both God and the devil? What if you are the yin and the yang? And and I, I this is where I get stumped up because to me, I actually think this is the secret message of the Bible. And if you'll hang with me here, I'm going to get into some verses that I think really tip their hat to this understanding. Larry says, we say, uh, we say they are a different universe. In reality, they are just a new understanding of what the universe really is. Amen, brother. Paul Lee says, wow, thank you, my friend. Appreciate that. Jerry says, fun, uh, see sun and ocean, Ray. Only you can see the others, Ray. Um, Ryan says, uh, yeah, brother, God playing hide and seek, and we are all that it is. Exactly, my friend, exactly. So, you guys ready to get in? Let's let's dig into a little bit of scripture here, do a little bit of Sunday morning Bible study, uh, probably the most uh, woo-woo, open-minded, hippie Bible study you'll experience this Sunday, but... Um, We'll, we'll see what we can do. So get a little coffee fuel going for the reading here. So now we're going to dive into Matthew 8, 12, Matthew 8, 12. And this is really, really interesting. This is uh, Jesus and the centurion, uh, but he's making a really interesting quote here. He says, but the children of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And he's talking about people coming from the four corners of the earth to basically dine with, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these great prophets, these great fathers of the faith, right? And that he's saying, but, oh, but the children of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. And so what does this mean? Well, if you get into Gnosticism and a deeper level of this, I, to me, it's impossible to understand the message of the Bible if you don't understand in esotericism and Gnosticism. And I don't mean Gnosticism as a religion or a certain dogmatic point of view, but in the wider spectrum of everything is allegorical, everything is symbolic. And when we look at that quote from Jesus, the kingdom uh, kids will be thrown into the outer darkness. What does that actually mean? 
Um, and for me, it means that that's where we are now, that everyone originally, all the souls met with the patriarchs, and yet we were all thrown into the outer darkness because none were good. None were good enough, right? And then we've got another, this will blow your mind here too, because that one starts to make more sense when we get into Matthew 6, 33. Because again, all of this ties together, super, super important. The word here, it says, uh, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is a famous, famous verse. Everybody says this in the manifesting community. Well, if you seek spirituality first, then you'll have everything. Then you'll get the car and the house and everything, right? You hear this on mega pastor stages all the time. You got to seek the kingdom of God. Be sure and give as much as you can before blah, blah, blah. And that, that is not what this is talking about. I think the, the hidden key to this is the word diaco, diaco sen, senean, diaco senean. Um, I don't speak Greek very well. So diaco senean, uh, which is actually equity or impartiality. And I'll show you guys exactly how to figure this out. So when I look all of these things up, I go to a place... Uh, I use a, a tool called Bible Hub. I'm not affiliated with them. I just dig it um, because you can look at the Greek and the Hebrew back to back to back to back in here. And so if you want to know what the Bible actually means, you better do this to every single verse, line, and phrase, and then it will give you a much different understanding. Go through every sermon you ever hear and run this check, and you're going to find so many times where Mr. Pastor is not not hitting the nail on the head right because the greek or the hebrew means something different now you may have pastors that quote greek or hebrew because they did a little bit of searching on that one word but they're not doing it to the verses that really matter they're doing it normally to prove a point and i do the same thing i'm not saying i'm immune to that or anything but but my point is this word righteousness here comes from diakos Dia, uh, diakaios, which means equity or justification. But if you dig deeper into this word and go to the Strong's page on it, um, this shows that this use, usage um, is genuinely uh, speaking about essentially the Old Testament God. But what's interesting about it is if you actually go look up the definition, because now I'm looking at a different word in 1343 this is where you have to really look at the exact word used and understand what was the tone used because even the base words don't necessarily mean what the actual word used is so this one says righteousness or justice well this is not diakaiosune uh d-i-k-a-h-y-o-s-o-o N-A-Y, diakoyusune, um, does not mean what we were just talking about. The actual word used here, again, is diakosenin, diakosenin, and that is, again, equity. And if we look up the word equity here, and this is where it gets interesting, the word equity actually means the quality of being fair and impartial. So here is where I think that one of the first hints that Jesus was literally spinning the common tradition of you have to be righteous, which is what is righteous? It's right with God, okay? 
what is being right with God? Well, we know that God, specifically the biblical God, sent a flood. He needed all these things. You got to be like this. You got to follow this law, dot, 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 right? You know, nobody was ever good enough. Sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. Very hard to understand the, the motivation of this particular God, right? And or force or, or imagination or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, and then when you get deep into this and understand that Jesus is using a word here, now, of course, he probably spoke Aramaic, and then we translated into Greek, but he's using the Greek word for equity, or at least that's what the early translators chose, trying to be, you know, find the correct translation. And impartiality, I think, is in direct contrast to righteousness. Impartiality. Righteousness says I'm right with God. I'm right with a God that's that's angry, that's judgmental, that ultimately has deemed all human flesh and souls to be rotten and have to have some sacrifice stand in their place because they're not good enough. But I think what Jesus is actually saying here, and this is my opinion, but it struck me deeply this morning, is Jesus is saying, no, 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 seek God in his equity because the word is not actually righteousness here. Again, it's diakosinin. I have no idea how to say that. These words are so hard. I'm from West Texas, so my apologies. But it means equity. And I think he's saying, seek the kingdom of God, which is Basalia Theos, which I talked earlier about, and his equity or impartiality and all of these things will be added to you we're not seeking to be right with god we're not seeking to make god happy somehow guys this is probably the biggest common misconception i've seen within the christian church that i came out of sandra d great connection diocese interesting yes very very good we do have our word diocese for the different um zones that a church will zone out right um wow that's very good um and so equity or impartiality i think literally what he was saying is until you see the world through the true living father's eyes which is everyone is equal there is no i don't have partiality to you because you're descendant of jacob or descendant of noah or descendant of the you know they were obsessed with these bloodlines and these princely bloodlines i think what jesus was actually saying is until you see through the true father's eyes until you have impartiality and equity for all people without judging them that's seeking the reign of god because basalia theos there is the reign or rule of God, okay? It's not an actual place. We're going to get deeper into this. Are you guys tracking with me on how revolutionary this understanding is? Because I'm not trying to tie Jesus to talking about the commonly held beliefs of his time or the or all the different cultural gods of his time. I'm trying to tie him to a brand new understanding. I believe he had a direct God experience and was trying to share that and saying, until you see everyone is equal. Guys, this is for the children of planet Earth right now. Until you look at your neighbor, your brother, your sister, and you do not see color, race, religion, credo, 
orientation, where they do or don't go to church, who they're married to, whatever. Until you can see all as equal, actually equal and actually loved and actually valuable. This goes from people that have done atrocious things sitting on death row to people that are in places of power to the homeless, to you, to me, to your neighbor. This is everyone. Until you can look at everyone with equity and impartiality. This is literally what Jesus was saying in this. If you go and dig into the Greek used here, this is literally what he was saying. Until you seek the reign of God and his impartiality, its impartiality, because I believe God, Father, Mother, and all these things, will be added to you. Everything you're looking for will be added to you when you finally get it and you finally realize that we are all one and we are all connected and you're not here to save anyone, convert anyone, change anyone, tell anyone they need to believe this or that. You literally, here's the biggest thing for any evangelists out there. We had one here earlier. You want to convert people? Go be Jesus to them. Okay. Don't don't tell them about Jesus. Don't even mention the name. Don't don't hand them a book. Don't give them a doctrine. Show them what impartiality and equity for all humankind actually looks like. Mic drop. There you go. That I'm telling you guys, we've missed the ball. We've missed the entire message of Jesus himself if we do not understand what this verse is actually trying to say. And it has nothing to do with a physical kingdom. It has nothing to do with pleasing a particular deity. It has everything to do with being God. Be the God that you need in the world. See people equally and lovingly. That would literally solve every problem on the planet. That's why I just said earlier, everything you have in your reality, you created. Well, I don't like all the stuff going on over, you know, with all the the war and everything. And I'm just saying, guys, we create that. Okay. God didn't create that. We created that. Certainly not the living God created that. Maybe some other ideas of God created that. But but we are the ones to bear the very kingdom of God in this world. And I actually believe we are conduits to do that. Paul Lee says, you must see God in everyone you meet, even the dirty and homeless, those in prison, the vulnerable, everyone. Jesus said the greatest commandment is love. Amen, my friend. Hey, Teresa, how are you doing? Welcome, my friend. Catherine Ann, how are you? Welcome, peeps. How are you? Uh, Larry says, hmm, exactly. Uh, Florentino says, God is an extraterrestrial. Jesus is a hybrid. If the narrative is true, but if you take the narrative out, if you take the virgin birth out, the death, burial, and resurrection and ascension of Jesus, or you look at all of those as a purely esoteric narrative, then there is none of that, right? And and I'm probably one of the biggest, you know, teachers of ancient astronaut theory here on any of the platforms. So I get exactly what you're where you're coming from. Yes, by all intents and purposes, every one of these cultural deities is clearly some sort of ancient astronaut or a warlord that came down, terraformed, genetically modified, and created what we have in humanity today. But on the flip side of that, you have people like Jesus who are spitting an entirely different narrative, one that is all 
energy and light and quantum. It is nothing to do with the physical deities. It is nothing to do with the particular cultural deities. It has nothing to do with judgment. It has nothing to do, uh, even the narrative around him, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, uh, the most likely Jesus was the son of Joseph. Not, you know, I was just listening to a uh, one of the higher ups and one of the church uh, groups, one of the religious groups right now. Uh, there's a great, great pastor that's really sharing a lot of the stuff that the church has known for a long time um and really demystifying it and one of the things that he talked about as well as dan mcclellan talked about recently i shared earlier for anyone that just joined um is that you know this whole virgin birth thing was basically pulled from a bad translation of of isaiah and then added there to make sure that jesus is tied to this davidic line which is the pure the pure genetics right of what what they were trying to when Basically, I see Jesus as essentially a, like you would call a dog a mutt, right? Jesus is like, he's all people. He's a mix of everything. He's not, there's no uh, divine line in him. He's just a guy that woke up, had a deep experience with God, studied all of these different traditions, actually experienced God within himself and went to tell people about it. And if he did get, crucified that was the reason why not because there was some master plan for him to be your sacrifice to to make to meet an angry god that needed his own child to be crucified so that he could love you again and that you could approach his throne or something that just makes zero sense guys that's a literal magic spell over hearts and minds that affects about 7.8 billion people give or take a couple of billion And, and for me, I've had enough of it. For me, I don't have time for that message. For me, I don't have time even for that debate anymore. But I'll continue to talk about it because I think the only way people get freed from that is to have someone say, it's okay to free yourself from that. You're not going to some fiery abyss. In this verse here where Jesus talks about they will be thrown into the outer darkness, are we not already there? We're in a lower vibrating field here. Go look at where planet Earth is. You think it's in the middle of light and energy? No, we have a local star. But if that thing, if that thing goes out, we're in the outer darkness here. We have just enough to stay alive here. Jacob, what's up, my friend? Jacob says, a mentor. Thank you, my friend. Glad you're here. I appreciate you being here. Jesus is an ascended master. Absolutely. Jesus is a mentor. Absolutely. Yes, indeed rather than a god or a child of the gods or some divine line here jesus is just a mentor he just woke up and had a god experience and wanted to tell others about it and they thought he was crazy and anybody that shares that message gets the same stamp of approval even in our modern time because to the world jesus is either savior or fiction period to find any middle ground where Jesus is a mystic, maybe a little crazy, but he's a mystic. And he experienced God and he wanted to tell others about it. That's crazy. That's heresy. Now, he's either the savior or he's nothing. That's according to the world, right? 
Why do we have him in a little manger and all the animals and stuff? That translation is a bad translation too. There was no, you know, if you listen to some of these scholars now, there was no evidence that him and his mother were actually running or that they were seeking asylum or that he was ever born in a trough other than an actual crib. Because again, that word was mistranslated too. Like you have all of this stuff that was added and it almost feels like at some point Rome appropriated a message that was a highly mystical Buddha, Krishna, more of an Indian mysticism or a Near Eastern mystic message they got completely adopted and appropriated into fitting. Okay. Yeah. This was the Messiah message because I actually think Jesus said over and over, nobody's coming to save you. And we're going to look in gospel of Thomas where I think he very, very clearly says stuff like that. Jesus said, love your brother as your own soul, protect him as you protect the pupil of your eye. How many of you love your own soul? I would say that most of us haven't even thought about it. Jesus said, no prophet is accepted in his own village. No physician heals the people who know him well. Boy, isn't that the truth? Do not worry from morning to morning or from evening to morning about what you are going to wear. His disciples asked him, when will you appear to us? When will we see you? Jesus re replied, when you are able to bear yourself without shame and trample your clothing underfoot, just as little children do, then you will look at the son of the living one without being afraid. That's deep. Jesus said, whoever possesses some will be given more. Whoever possesses virtually nothing will have what little he does possess taken away. This is also found in Matthew. It's called the Matthew principle. And a lot of people use it in money manifesting. And it can totally be used for that. But for me, what the real, the true, the authentic, the deep meaning of that is, is if you get it, you'll get it a lot more. If you have even a flicker of it, you'll get you'll get even more. You start waking up. If you have that moment, you're like, I think I'm God. I think God is with me. I think I'm one with God. And if you're afraid of it and you're like, no, 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 that's blasphemy, then then you'll you'll lose it. You won't even have it anymore. It'll be taken away from you. It, it'll go away. You won't have those thoughts or feelings again. But if you feed that and you go, yeah, maybe I am one with God. Then you have a little more and more will be given to you freely. The universe will say, oh, great. Okay, this one's starting to get it. This one's not afraid to bear themselves to the universe. Pretty wild, huh? Larry, thank you, my friend. Larry says, uh, I grew up in a Jewish household at a young age. Uh, my mom and dad got a divorce. My mom married a Jewish man who raised me as his own, but allowing me to explore my father's religion. My Jewish grandma always told me uh, that Jews believe in Jesus. They believe that he was a great teacher, not the savior. 
did he even say he was the savior? Exactly, exactly, Larry. And that's that's an awesome testimony, my friend. No, I don't think he ever said it. Um, I know there's parts of the Bible that it's someone else's opinion. It's some other proof that he is. But all he said over and over was, who do you say I am? There is a verse where uh, one of the apostles says, you are the savior. And he goes, you know, surely it is my father who has revealed this to you, blah, blah, blah. But again, if you look at this as a physical savior, I think that you're missing the point. I think we all are. I think he's talking about humanity is its own savior. The son of man, Jesus is an allegory for the ascended man. Jesus is an allegory for every man, woman, and child that doesn't need some God outside of themselves. We literally have the quantum power of life, intelligence, and love and light within us. Like literally we have God within us. And it's up to us to bear that light into the world and save ourselves. That's actually what I think Jesus was trying to say. No, plenty of people can argue with me on that. We can go back and forth, verse to verse to verse to verse. But that's just my understanding, my belief. It's what feels right for me after years and years and years and years of searching, deconstructing, go into all kinds of different Bible courses and, and, and studies. And I mean, I, I can't tell you how deeply invested in all of this stuff I've been my whole life. So uh, for me to come out and say that I'm 37 years old, if, if 29 year old cub had heard himself say that we would be debating, arguing, fighting, having the biggest, you know, I would think that what has happened to you, how far you have fallen, that cannot be me. Uh, I'm telling you, this, this it's pretty wild to even be on this wavelength. So Larry, thank you for sharing that. Uh, really appreciate you being here. Um, and I totally understand what you're going through because, um, you know, I was raised in a, a particular tradition, obviously westernized, evangelical Christianity, um, but also very Catholic on my dad's side. So I've kind of had an interesting mix of things, uh, even to the point where I was taught that Catholics were evil at one point because I was in such an evangelical cult-like atmosphere that they believed that Catholics were the evil ones. And I'm like, it's, it's all the same. It's all the same. All of the world religions are inherently the same. They just have different names for different things. That's where everybody fights. That's where everybody argues. If you look at the core principles of it, which is humanity needs help. How do we help humanity? There's got to be someone that can. Oh, maybe it's me. Okay, well, okay, it's all of us. We could all help. You know, that's a whole different narrative. That's a whole different wavelength. But if you go into it religiously and dogmatically, looking for, well, what is the truth in this rather than what's a truth that will help me help others and help myself. It's in how we read it, right? And how we add that belief system to our life. Yeah, Jacqueline says a mutt, exactly. I mean, that's basically how I see him, especially the more I understand how all of these extraterrestrial almost attributes to him being some sort of nephilim some sort of uh you know hybrided you know he's an angel and a god he's it's it's just an entire narrative that i think was perpetuated from the times of mythology and now they were trying to tie jesus to fit the narrative of he is this particular messiah and he comes from this line and he's the perfect lamb of god 
And Jesus never talked about being perfect. In fact, here he's saying to be impartial, equity and impartiality, not perfection, not pleasing God, not being right before God, but seeking the equity and impartiality of God. That's a different thing. And he spoke of much different attributes of God than anyone else did from any tradition. Um, obviously, he was born in a certain area of tradition, but he had access to everything from Hinduism to Judaism to um, Islam to, I mean, he would have had access to the Egyptian mystery schools, all of those things. He had the old Silk Road. Um, he could have gotten anywhere in those 18 missing years. So... Uh, Michael said, how did he cure illnesses instantly, bring people back to life, uh, make the blind see, and the crippled walk instantly? Depends on if you believe that literally or figuratively. If you believe it esoterically, then it all makes sense. You know, those who couldn't see, see. Those who couldn't walk or do for their own are able to do. Um, but if you take it literally, you can still look at his message separate from being some sort of extraterrestrial plant on the earth or the divine bloodline or anything like that. And you can understand that he was Neo in the matrix. He woke up and went, this isn't real. All I have to do is reprogram my thoughts and get agreement from others. And then the matrix will do it's an, if this, then that scenario, I just reprogrammed the logos or the math of the matrix by triggering these things. And I knew them. I knew it. I felt it. I saw it. He's, if you do yoga at all, or you've had any kind of medicine journey, uh, you know, out of body experience, NDE, anything like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's kind of this disassociative feeling from reality. And you realize that like, you know, this candle is not green. This candle is red. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, that is a red candle. Like it, it's, you can, it's just almost like you can reprogram life and they have some medical names for that. And they're not pretty, but uh, more and more people, when they get deep into spirituality, experience these really unexplainable things um, that, you know, if Jesus is literally doing these, yeah, exactly, Larry, Larry on the head, man, on, nail on the head. There is no spoon. You don't bend a spoon, you realize there is no spoon. Uh, perfect line from the Matrix to sum up exactly what I'm trying to say, so... For me, I think that's the most exciting thing. At, at worst, the message of Jesus is just this really beautiful allegory for the fact that you don't get to see spiritually until you wake up and uh, you understand exactly who he was and that that's you and that you can see, you can walk again, you are raised to new life, all of these things. But at best, I think his message is the fact that he was challenging all of the old ways, all of the religious traditions, all of the old gods. That includes um, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of the old Canaanites, the God of the Sumerians and Babylonians, everything from Enki and Enlil uh, to Yahweh to Marduk to Asherah to El. Um, he talked about the living father. Um, these other gods... They knew had a life expectancy. Uh, even Anu quit coming to Earth or quit showing himself after a very, very early time and was talked about almost in past tense at certain points. You know, even El, El Elyon, was a sky or a heavenly god. 
Um, and then Jesus, you know, famously talks about his heavenly father, but I personally believe that's not what he was talking about. And if you read things like gospel of Thomas, he's not talking about heavenly father. He's talking about living father. You know, he's got different terminology. And I think that a lot of appropriation and a lot of tweaking, all it takes guys, you got a message dialed up to 11. It's like a rock and roll, you know, totally like, uh, going against the flow type message, right? All you got to do is dial that back to nine and people don't hear what was really there in the first place. You don't have to get rid of it completely. You don't have to hide it. You just have to tweak it enough to fit another narrative and make sure it makes sense to what you already believe rather than maybe this requires a complete deconstruction of every belief system I've ever had to fully understand and experience what Jesus was actually talking about, because you cannot believe there is no spoon. If you're still looking at a drawer full of silverware, trying to reconcile that one spoon with the rest of the silverware. And that's what we often do when we have the Bible, we open it up and we go, how does this all fit together? Look at all the connections. It's amazing. You don't think humanity can make all of those thousands or millions of connections especially if they want to, you attribute that to God for making all of those connections rather than humanity building a narrative. Go watch Marvel movies. There's a billion connections in those too. You could show one of those little graphs like you show in the Bible with Marvel movies and it all makes sense together. That's just good writing. It's just good narrative. And it's time for us to get out of our own way with the message of Jesus and start looking at what it might actually be rather than what we feel like we need it to be. And I think that's really where I'm coming from this morning on a beautiful Sunday morning at 1.30 p.m. here in West Texas. You're not going to hear this message anywhere else. Uh, and I hope it blesses you today. I hope you guys are picking it up and I hope it resonates. Uh, obviously, we started out a little shaky uh, with a couple of couple of haters. We got some haters instead of creators. I'm going to steal that, Kenny. I love that, man. Um, so I hope that makes sense, Michael. I mean, that's how I think he, he did all the healings, you know, if they're literal, um, there's still debate that there was ever even a Jesus, like that he was even a historical character. There are still people that argue that there is no way, there's no evidence of that. Then there's people that argue the other way. Oh, there's absolutely oh, so much evidence of it. You know? So, you know, rather than arguing it and trying to reconcile and figure out the truth that we can't even figure out because it's lost to time and deception, uh, what does the message mean to you? And how would that message help humanity more or less by being a dogmatic message of Jesus is the only way, the person, the whole true story, dot, 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 or Jesus is us, we are the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through themselves. You will do greater things than even I have done. Ye are gods, and the scriptures cannot be broken. Remember when he said that facetiously to them? Because their scriptures said, ye are gods. And they're like, you are speaking blasphemy. You're telling people that they can do all of these things, and that is not true. Only God can dot, dot, dot. And he's, he's going, oh, yeah, but ye are gods. And remember, your scriptures can be broken, so... Mic drop, like, I'm not even saying anything that wild. Like, he was literally going against the flow the whole time. And I think it's time to get rid of the narrative and understand that he was not corroborating any religious tradition. He was coming against every religious tradition. Okay, not one, 
not just the culture he was born into, but everything going on on the planet at that time. Even things like Hinduism were going through these like deep reforms and a lot of dogma and stuff like that. Like he's he's literally saying, none of this is going to do it for you. You got to realize where you really come from. Remember where your soul hails from. It hails from the light. And you have been thrown into the outer darkness. And none of this is real. If you knew what was real, you would realize there is no spoon, right? So that's that's what I um, that's what I in in a moment of enlightenment have have understood all of this to be about, rather than this this is this that is that scenario. Um, Elena, the Geneva Bible. Uh, what about it? Yeah, I mean, what, what's your question about that? Um, I've of course heard of it, but I mean, what's your specific question to that? Uh, the people Jesus healed actually healed themselves. Great, great point, Dr. Nicholas Curtis. Remember, every time he healed someone, he said, your your faith has healed you. Um, and then he said, you know, uh, a doctor cannot heal someone he knows well, right? Um, and he's talking about not modern medicine, but back then a doctor being able to get someone to heal, like, you know, someone that knows that doctor is not in full agreement that, oh, Bob's going to heal me. It's like, oh, I hope Bob knows what he's doing because I know he's had a bad marriage. So, you know, I hope he, I hope he's a better doctor than, than he is at his marriage. You know, that's, I think that's a big part of like what Jesus was saying there is like, you have to really believe in yourself and the one that's facilitating a session of wellness for you or whatever that is. Um, and you have to get out of your own way with that. And if you have anything in your way, like knowing Bob too well, then Bob can't do his job, right? The, the full power of God, the kingdom of God cannot come through that individual because you've blocked it with a prior agreement that Bob doesn't know what he's doing in some area of his life. So Bob might not know what he's doing in this area of his life. Hope that makes sense. What's up, Frank? How are you doing, brother? Frank, this is a good one today. You would vibe with this one a lot. I hope you're doing well, my friend. Thanks for dropping by. Um, so yeah, there is no spoon. I think that's that's one of the best best examples we've had today. Thank you for dropping that. Um, we've talked about the outer darkness. We've talked about um, the centurion here. Uh, I'm trying to see like what else I had for today. I could just keep pounding away at the whole um the whole narrative here around the kingdom i mean luke 12 32 jesus says fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom remember how much they were working for the kingdom remember how much righteousness they were trying to produce remember how worried they were all the time about did we do enough well you can't do this on this day well you got to do this we well, can't eat that you can't he's like no it's it's you if you even knew uh, the father and the mother, the true spiritual, not a deity, not a classification, not even a gender, but a quantum, a universal intelligence of energy, of wave and particle, which is you, the child of that particle. You are the son of man. You are the son of God, right? Um, then you would understand that you wouldn't even be walking around if you didn't have the kingdom of God. Um, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful verse as well. So um, let's see. 
Luke 17, 20 through 21. I like using biblical verses because a lot of people try to argue with me and they're like, no, that's gospel of Thomas. It's heretical. You know, that's blasphemy. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm just going to use the Bible then and show you exactly what it, what he and I are talking about. Luke 17, 20 through 21. Being asked by the, the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is, for behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. And what is the word midst there? It is actually the word that is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. And I will show you exactly what that looks like because I'm sure people won't believe me because that's the English standard version. And I always like to show you all the receipts. So here you go, Luke 17, 21. When you get into the Greek, we're going to go down to the Greek here. It says, nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is. For you see the kingdom of God, which is Basalia Theo, Basalia being the royalty rule reign of Theo, which is the supreme divinity, is in your midst. And in your midst is entos, E-N-T-O-S. And I have uh, Basalia Theo Intos, Basalia Theo Intos, literally on my desktop, which means kingdom of God within, Basalia Theo Intos. And it is within, inside, or from the inside. Literally, that's all that means, okay? Midst is a really, really bad translation. I'm sorry, but... Uh, again, you get these translations like, uh, no offense against the English Standard Version, but it's just not good. When you start looking things up in the Greek, you start looking things up in the Hebrew, it doesn't mean what it says it means. And it's it's a whole different understanding when you're like, wow, I'm reading this thinking it says this, trying to interpret it and have these moments with God. Guys, you're not having moments with God. You're having moments with your own emotions and what you need it to be. Go look at what it actually says and seek first the equity of God, like I just said. The equity. I'm leaving this on the screen for today because I can't say that word, but I can tell you what it means. Equity and impartiality. Um, and all these things will be added to you. Start seeing people as you. Okay? You don't look at them as well, they're not from my church or they're not from my belief system or they're not from this or they're not from that. Guys, equity, impartiality, and all of these things will be added to you. Frank says, Cub, you were the first to give me confidence to say these things. Frank, I love you, brother. Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate hearing that. Love what you're doing, by the way. You guys go check out Frank's channel. He is streaming all the time uh, over there on his channel. I see you live all the time, man. So congratulations i love 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 seeing that more people uh shedding these garments of dogma and doctrine and looking at themselves authentically and bearing themselves before the universe what did we just read uh until you can do that just like basically what is jesus saying you know you guys ever seen a little kid that just uh disrobes and runs through the party and they don't give up you know what i mean like uh, you know, I was that kid. I would always dress up, you know, uh, and then I would, uh, you know, dress down if, if you will, and just run through the party, you know, of course I'm a, you know, what a three-year-old or something at this point, but that's literally what he's saying in this verse. It's like, until you can do that before the universe, before God, and you stop thinking someone needs to stand in your place, 
there needs to be a sacrifice made or something to atone and you just bear yourself before God fully and confidently and lovingly and know that you're accepted just like the prodigal son, guys, you missed the whole point of the gospel. You missed the whole point of religion. You missed the whole point of spirituality and faith and scripture because it's not there to show you what this, 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 and this to do. It's there to give you a realization of the fact that you are already connected to the quantum consciousness. You are already the child of that. You already have everything you need and you can create any paradigm you want within this 3D realm. You've just forgotten. It's time to wake up. We are already in the outer darkness and we are the ones to bear, shed, and bring light to this world. It's up to us. Nobody else is going to do it. You got to get out of your own way and fully experience that. And guys, I think that is the uh, the biggest clue to all of this is that we have to wake up. We have to bear light in this reality. There is light within a man of light and he lights up the whole world. If he is not a light, then there is darkness. If you don't light up the world, the world ain't going to light up. It's just not going to happen. Paula Lee, amen. I cannot read that on the air, unfortunately, but I, I, I hear what you're saying, my friend. Puddin says, I like your name, my friend. If you go to church on Sunday and praise Jesus, you're only uh, you're breaking the first four commandments in the first 10 minutes of church. Or you can make excuses and lie to yourself. I mean, you're not wrong, right? Uh, but again, missing the point. It's not... That's not at all what Jesus was talking about, you know, and you have to pick, do I want rules? Do I need to be put in a box or do I want to come awake as a cosmic being, a cosmic multifaceted fractal entity and realize that I am connected to my soul and that soul is the very child of God. How are you, my friend? G says, what's good, Cub? Love your vids. You've made me rethink about a lot of stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you guys. Real quick, a little bit of marketing here. Don't forget, if you love what I'm doing and you want to join our Mythos community, it is the absolute best way to support what I'm doing and support your own journey, your own soul's journey here. I'm not here to be a guru and tell you what to do. I'm not telling you that my community will save you or that we're any kind of church or anything like that. It's just a bunch of awesome people. We talk about all kinds of deep esoteric stuff. We talk about our own mythos. What do we believe? What do we feel? What do we experience? What dreams do we have? Where are we? What's going on in the world? All that stuff. We also have Zoom meetups every single weekend, as well as there's a book study starting back up in January that is all community run. There's also bonus vids and an entire resource hub being built right now. It's going to have all of these sacred texts that we read from and talk about all the time and my own interpretations of them. Uh, it's going to have a ton of different resources. Like I said, bonus videos too, going deeper on my content. Um, so it's it's a great place, guys. If you love this type of thing, you want to support what I'm doing, um, get in a community like this, join as a member, um, do it before the end of the year. I'm going to be closing this down and taking a little bit of a break from promoting it. Um, and then the price will be going up after the first of the year. Right now it's half off. You can get it as low as seven bucks a month. 
um, or even lower than that. If you buy a full year up front, you actually get two months free. Um, there's also an upgraded version, which is our Mythos Academy membership. You get the community, the meetups, the bonus vids, the resource hub, and access to my academy, which has 500 plus video lessons in there going deep into all things, spirituality, metaphysics, esotericism, mindset, and manifesting. It's everything that I use in my own life, all my own methods built right into a beautiful, beautiful academy that I promise will challenge you. I promise it will take you deeper into yourself, your belief systems, your own desires for life. And ultimately, guys, I haven't had one person go through that academy that didn't message me or email me within the first few sessions and just go, Cub, this is amazing. Thank you. Like, I don't know what I would do without this wealth of knowledge. And the way I do the videos in there is very unique. You know, I'll go through and teach it, but I give you an actionable challenge with every single session. So even though there's 500 videos in there, some people only do like a video a week or a video a month and really try to like hammer that out in their own life. Some people do a video a day. We have some brave people that do a video a day uh, that are still going through it over a year later and haven't finished it at all yet because I keep adding content. So uh, go check it out. Nobody's offering what I do within the spiritual realms online. I truly believe we have something unique here and that our Mythos memberships, be it our Mythos community membership or the Academy membership, uh, depending on which level you get, are truly something special. So please consider joining. We'd love to have you over there. Um, and I will personally welcome you into the community. If you join, uh, I'll send you a video as well as a welcome post, giving you an orientation to the community and make sure you reach out to me too. I'd love to give you a free book right now between now and Christmas. I have few books left. If you want a free audiobook, I have my entire audiobook for free called God given gifts of brilliance, and I'll give it to you for free. Either membership you join. I'll give you a copy of that. It's a great thing to listen to through the holidays. Reconnect with your own spiritual gifts within. Realize you have more power than you've been told. Go check it out. www.cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Or scan the QR code at any point. You'll find both of those memberships right there conveniently for you. So what do I think all of this is really saying? What do I think it's all really saying? Equity, guys. Equity. And I'm going to post this word equity because that's the meaning of that, that word that I couldn't say earlier. Um, I'll try to figure out the actual phonetics on how to say it. But I just discovered it before we went live today and it really hit me. But equity is what it means. The quality of being fair and impartial. Fair and impartial. Fair doesn't mean based on your judgment of someone. Fair just means they're a human. They're my brother. They're my sister. They're my anything in between. They're my neighbor. They're me. Okay. They're me. Uh, Dinosaur Jesus says, got to ask for money from gullible people. The people in my community are the least gullible I've ever met in my life. I will let you know that right now. And if that's your belief and your comment, my community is not for you. Okay. You're more than entitled to your opinion, but this is literally, literally my job. It's my life's work. Um, 
given up everything to do this. I've given up a business, um, a lifestyle, everything that I had. I love what I do. We had a three hour Zoom call yesterday, worked on emotional alchemy with my good buddy, Daniel Tyak. There is nobody gullible in this community. And if that's the way you judge people, you have missed literally the entire point of the episode today. You need to go back, Mr. Dinosaur, look up the word equity, the quality of being fair and impartial. And if you're here to judge people, whether it's my channel or prove yourself right, or maybe you just need attention today, I'll give you attention. I'm giving you screen time right now, but I'm telling you, don't come in here and call people gullible because you have no idea, okay? I've been a part of every spiritual community on the planet almost. Seems like it. I've tried it all and I've seen gullible people. And the people that are in our community are anything but that. They're just tired of the BS. They're tired of the belief systems. And I am too. That's why I called it mythos. Yeah, exactly. Paula Lee says, troll alert. Absolutely. Go find your bridge. Go get back under your bridge. Uh, you guys let him know what you think in the comments. Let him know over here on TikTok. Y'all let him know. I'm done. I'm done talking to him. Frank, you tell him. Who else do we have? Do we have any other community members on today? Y'all tell them what's up. Um, Because I'm I'm done with it. I don't even want to look at it. I don't have time for stuff like that. Guys, you only have so much time. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if, if that's what you think about a spiritual community or a, it's really a patron membership, by the way, you're not buying into my church or anything. You're supporting my content. Uh, you know, you probably go support a gamer on their patron membership or Patreon, or Discord, or something. That's all it is. And I mean, um, we do some really cool stuff in there, I think, that other people don't. But that's really what it is. And so, you know, again, I'm not here selling you the new vision of church. I'm not the new world pastor for the new whatever. Like, I don't want to be that. I'm a content creator. I love creating content. And that's the way that I support my content. I, I do make some money from monetization in other forms and fashions, but I don't like commercials on my content. And ultimately, I would rather help people directly. And if I can make the money that I need to to keep making content and make sure that I get access to you, you get access to me, and the community has access to each other in a safe space that's off of social media, guys, that's a win-win. And I'm serving. I'm leveling people up. That's the whole point of it. So. Anyway, thank you guys for your support. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Michael says, Cub, your explanations are extremely interesting, but as you say, it is your interpretation. I love listening to your reasoning because it is mind-boggling to say the least, but I personally can't agree or disagree with your logic. With that said, when I feel closest to our creator is in the confines of true nature. Amen, Michael. I'm a big hiker. Obviously, I'm a biker. Um, not a vroom vroom biker, but a mountain biker. Um, that's my church. I go out to my Canyon, my local Canyon. That is literally my church. That's when I find God because I find myself, you know, was it John Muir said that a man must uh, go into nature to find himself or some derivation of that quote. Um, and I think for me, I find myself out there and I find God and that's not just some hippie woo woo. That that's a real talk. That's like, I think that's the truth. Like, you don't find God in a church or a book or a belief system or doctrine or dogma or even ritual. 
I mean, as beautiful as all of that can be, like I get it, you know, the incense and the candles and the Christmas can canticles and all this stuff is beautiful and you can have nice moments. But for me, I really, really make God contact when I'm in nature or I'm within myself. You know, Jacqueline says, love you, Cub. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. I love you too, my friend. That's really when I make God contact. And I love that, Michael. I totally agree with you, my friend. Um, and by the way, um, go watch all my videos because I do videos on ancient astronaut theory where everything I talked about today, I flip to a different perspective. I am not here to tell anyone, including myself, and I know this frustrates people to no end. I'm not here to be a spiritual teacher. I'm not here to get people to find the truth. I'm here to get people to find their truth. I'm here to get people to find their own experience. I'm here to get people to find their own aha moment. I'm here to get people to ask better questions, okay? Better questions have have rendered every breakthrough I've ever had in my life. And anytime I've tried to go, oh, this is the truth, I've completely, completely uh, shot myself in the foot, proverbially, because I just cripple myself by trying to adopt some belief system that quits serving me at a certain point. The only thing that keeps serving me is to ask the next question and level up to the next level. And there have been moments of transcendence where I've been like, none of it's real. None of it matters. All that matters literally is love. All that matters is like everything you go through is a test to make sure your soul is purified. Make sure you find your soul again to remember who you are, your truth. Okay. Not their truth, not the book's truth, not the script, truth, but yours. And I know that's heretical and blasphemous and all of those wonderful words that people like to throw my way. But what is it? It is equitable. It is fair and impartial. And that's how I personally have to, I keep hitting this stupid microphone. That's how I personally have to understand it. Peace and love, Ryan. Absolutely. Uh, Peace and love to dinosaur. I appreciate that, my friend. Frank says, Uh, whose truth are you defending my friend? What's the point of attacking this group? Amen. Exactly. You know, we, we've got enough to deal with every day. We don't need, uh, you know, we don't need trolls. You're welcome here by the way. Uh, but at this point you probably want to sit down, uh, pay attention in class, chill and know that, you know, you have love here if you want it. Um, even if you think we're all gullible, goofy, you know, crazy spiritualists or heretical or whatever, that's fine. Uh, I honestly don't have an issue with that. But what I do have an issue with is somebody walking in while we're all having a moment and start, you know, shouting goofy stuff, just trying to get attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, you know. Uh, So that's where, you know, that's where we, I think we all have issues with that. So Uh, Courtney says, hey, yeah, exactly. Uh, Quantum Athena says, um, is that Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader? He kind of does look like Anakin Skywalker, doesn't he? I actually put epic, I think my prompt was epic Jesus fighting a dragon today. Um, I use the AI software to design all of my artwork and everything. And so, um, but this was the one I really liked. He does have a bit of an Anakin vibe, though. I did not notice that until now. Uh, I normally pick like the best one about 60 seconds before I go live and go, that's the one I want. And I'll put it on the screen. But 
Uh, but yeah, I, I see that now. So very, very good catch. Uh, catching you on a break. Martin says, Martin brother, thank you for being here. My friend, love you, brother. Um, yeah, we, we having a great one today talking about more of an esoteric view of what Jesus was talking about. Uh, we've talked about how Jesus talked about how we're thrown out in the outer darkness, talked about, uh, Jesus saying that, um, a man of light bears the light. And if he does not bear the light, then there is darkness. Like literally what's our call to action there? start bearing the light quit looking for the light and start bearing the light right um really really good stuff today and then we talked about one of the biggest misconceptions i think is uh when jesus said you know seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you the word there for righteousness is actually a greek word that is often translated to be right with god but it actually means equity which is the quality of being fair and impartial so literally what he was saying there is seek basalia theos which is the reign of god um, and the equity of god and then all of these things will be added to you he wasn't saying uh be seen as righteous in god's eyes but rather see the world impartially as god does as one like not there's you know you don't have good and evil he's this jesus always broke down duality um and i love 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 that he did that because we have this duality thing this is good this is evil this is well you know what's good and evil what motive right motive is always the thing and that's why jesus said you can tell the truth about a man by his heart by the things that come out of his mouth not what goes in to his mouth right so martin says my favorite jesus absolutely absolutely so we got some good good stuff today we also talked about some of the verses that have been uh purely manipulated and then even just mistranslated uh, especially the virgin birth you have mark doesn't have anything about the birth then you get uh luke and john uh or excuse me matthew and luke um have the virgin birth and then uh john goes all the way back like oh by the way jesus was in the beginning before there was anything and then we get all of this skewed theology because they're all saying something different uh thank you courtney for the gifts i really appreciate you guys uh by the way the gifts really really help this out especially on a sunday when i take this time to stream um if i can make uh you know minimum wage for today that's super helpful uh, you can always drop uh, virtual gifts, stars on Facebook, gifts on TikTok, supers on YouTube. Thank you for the super earlier, my friend, and tips on the podcast. Uh, you guys know how to do that. If you don't, reach out to me if you're a regular viewer or you want to help support. Uh, I'll tell you how to give gifts live because those actually help the channel. Not only do I get money from them and get supported financially, but it also kind of helps boost up the algorithm around the channel gets uh, more views, gets it out to more people. So really, really helpful when you guys drop that. Thank you guys so much. Um, so yeah, but that uh, basically you have this whole narrative around Jesus and it's almost like he was spun into this like cosmic star seed extraterrestrial alien God that had the divine genetics that went back to the first, uh, you know, Adam basically. And when we put theology on it around that, we're left with nothing but things like ancient astronaut theory or I'm better than you because I'm descended from blah, blah, blah. And it really just falls apart at a certain point. And the way that I prefer to read it at this point in my life is really looking at things from the point of uh, Jesus was just a guy that, you know, 
natural birth at home. Uh, again, even the whole manger nativity scene thing uh, was historically not really, you know, even a thing if you ask uh, certain scholars. Um, so it it really, for me, you know, what if he's just a guy that had a God moment and was like, nobody's getting it. How do I tell them? And And then he basically proceeded to tell them in parables and stories that, you know, if you're awake spiritually, you get it. If you're not, then you don't. And what did he say? To those who have, more will be given. If you get, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you're going to get more. Uh, if you don't, then you're going to be even, you know, more in the dark than you were, right? So for me, I think that's one of the be most beautiful, beautiful parts of interpreting scripture is uh, when we, you know, quit trying to judge this is this and that is that and just open up to a, a more beautiful understanding through esotericism for us, for the individual. Uh, Jesus as you, Jesus as me. Uh, Courtney says, I need a moderator. Yeah, I know all my moderators are not on today. I don't know what the deal is. So I've got five, six moderators. None of them are here today. Uh, my apologies. Um, let's see if I can just kick him out if he's He's being that bad. Um, there, mute account. Um, let's see. Oh, no, I don't want to mute that word, people. I don't know. I just muted the word people, so I have no idea. TikTok, make it easier to just block someone. That is ridiculous. Um, thank you, guys. Sorry, I didn't see how much shade he was throwing over here i appreciate y'all for doing your best to to keep it keep it real some people are just angry at the world like that's the thing instead of moving on they're like oh i got a good battle on my hands i'm gonna go instead of going and playing call of duty they're like let me go let me go battle people in the comments and be a comment warrior you know i don't know i i don't get it you know i do my best to like respect everyone and give people time to because I, I got to be honest, we have people in the community that have thrown shade my way originally and then came back and they're like, hey, I like what you're doing. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been that way, you know. And then they, they're they a part of the community and it's great. So um, anyway, thank you guys. But uh, thank you. He was being a big annoyance. Yeah. Well, he's gone. Zap. I got the power. I got the zap button. So Sunshine says, do not eat from the tree of duality, knowledge of good and evil but get your sustenance from the tree of life. Amen, my friend. Amen. Yeah, I mean, the knowledge of good and evil, I, again, that doesn't even tie into equity, that fairness, that impartiality, because that in, that incurs judgment, right? There's some judgment that has to happen before you know good and evil. And so that makes that whole Garden of Eden thing, the whole tree of knowledge of good and evil, a whole different thing. A whole different thing. So, yeah, and I love that interpretation of it as well. So, um Let's see. Courtney says, I always think how much you are getting paid to distribute knowledge. Well, I wish I got paid more. Let me tell you that. Um, most of you would quit and cry when you saw my paycheck that I get paid to distribute knowledge. It's uh, it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. So no, yeah. Courtney says, no, the disruptors. No, I knew what you meant. I just, uh, I got to say that too, because there's always somebody that thinks, Oh, this guy just, oh, they, these streamers make thousands of dollars per stream. No, if I make a hundred dollars per stream, I'm excited. Like that's, 
one of these days we get more and more and more followers we will be making more but then you hire a team you get a facility you have more of a studio i mean you have more expenses that come with that but yeah people don't understand they just look at somebody else smiling and having a good day and go i'm gonna tear that down so anyway paul lee says you are underpaid cub well thank you my friend i appreciate that um i am honestly i do believe i'm already wealthy i believe i'm already wealthy um and well and doing um everything that i need to do to build my future i think it's already here it's already taken care of um and so i try not to even dwell in like scarcity mindset with that um some days it's hard when i'll do like a two-hour live stream and i'm like oh that sucks you know i could have gone and asked for money on a street corner and made more um and then i watch people that have like lawn mowers running and they're they made like what is that guy and i love the guy but he i don't know his little lawnmower made like 20 grand or something the first weekend it was streaming it's like an automatic robot lawnmower and i love the guy he's a great guy and i follow him for more than the lawnmower but um but it just makes me go like god you know you got people pouring their hearts out uh there's these beautiful musicians that are playing incredible music you know this this one guy does this uh really transcendent guitar music and you know, he gets some tips, but then I see somebody that's just dancing and shaking their thing or whatever, making more than he does. And it, it it's so unbalanced. And so I appreciate it when people recognize, and that's why I really appreciate it when you guys do tip and when you guys join the community, because it helps me continue forward. It's not begging. It's just, I believe in what I'm doing and I have to promote it and I have to ask for help or nobody gives it. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like uh, when you prompt people and they go, oh yeah, yeah, I would like to help. You know, that's the thing. It's not marketing to just uh, funnel, you know, all these copious amounts of money as dinosaur thinks over here. It's uh, it's really, you know, what I do. Uh, I'm going to work every day and I'm enjoying, I'm fundraising for the future of this is what I'm doing. So, but equity, 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 equity. What a beautiful, beautiful word. Um, so for me guys um uh i i hated having to block somebody this morning but but we do we do what we have to do and jacqueline says jesus is that exactly exactly jesus is equity and so next time you guys read the word righteousness in the bible or anything else frank says we love you Cub. thank you frank i appreciate you um replace the word righteousness with equity and see where you get see where you get because you get a different message and it's beautiful and i love you guys we love you kev frank says chinzos is yay uh dumbo says i see the lawnmower and the violinist absolutely lance uh says they flipped all of that in my personal opinion uh master manifester absolutely i agree a lot of truth on that uh thank you thank you lance i appreciate you my friend um so i hope this has been a good one kind of weird on a Sunday morning. I don't normally stream in the morning or before lunch. Of course, we ended up after lunch now, but um, but I try to do Sundays. Sundays has a weird energy. It's weird. It's almost like I'm not competing with churches or anything, but it's almost like because I'm live when churches are live, uh, there's like some energy and people kind of get combative. I mean, it just feels like drones or bots or, you know, NPCs. I don't know. It's very weird, very weird, but, but we keep going and I enjoy it and I love you guys. 
And I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be live tomorrow. Got another great episode tomorrow. Lots of content going out right now. Uh, don't forget, hit up the community because um, we got a whole lot more where this is coming from uh, over on my website, cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Go read these verses. I put them in the description for you. Um, talking about where the place of light is. Quit looking for the place of light and be the light, according to Logion 24, Gospel of Thomas. Children of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's Matthew 8, 12. Again, I believe that's talking about we're already there. We're already thrown out. That's, that's where we're at. We're we're in the outer darkness. You, you extinguish the sun, you know, our little corner is going to be dark. You can't survive over here, right? It's already the outer darkness, and we're given a local light, but we have our light within. Um, seek the kingdom of God and his equity, and all these things will be added to you, Matthew 6.33. So those are the, the core verses we hit up today. I shared several more, but uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Y'all have a beautiful day. I love you so much. Thank you for joining. Um, I'm going to go enjoy Sunday with the family, so been on for 90 minutes now pretty good stream wish we had had some of our moderators on from our community uh most of our moderators were on facebook today which we don't normally need on facebook but tiktok is a wild wild bunch today so honeybee how are you i wish you were here earlier honeybee i could have used your help but uh hope you're having a beautiful day my friend ryan says appreciate you brother appreciate you ryan i love you guys y'all have a beautiful day god bless you peace and namaste